This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. Listen to me. Put down that gun. Jerry, be careful. I'm telling you for the last time, North, get out of the way. Clark, in the name of heaven, will you... Ah! Mr. and Mrs. North. Starring Richard Denning and Barbara Britton. Listen as Pam and Jerry solve the mystery, Too Late to Die. A man sits at a microphone in a radio studio in midtown Manhattan. His name is Clint Conroy, and his voice is being heard in thousands of homes throughout New York. In the apartment of Mr. and Mrs. North. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to wind up tonight's broadcast with another open letter to Wally Clark. I hope you're listening, Wally, wherever you are. I hope you're listening hard. And in the Fifth Avenue penthouse of one Victor Bailey. Dave Largo's in town, Wally. You know Largo, and you know why Vic Bailey and the syndicate brought him in from Chicago. That's how badly Vic Bailey wants you, Wally. He's brought in the number one gun of the syndicate to get you, to find you, Wally, and to kill you. And in a cheap hotel in Chelsea Square. You can't go on hiding forever, Wally. If Vic Bailey and Dave Largo don't get you, the police will. So listen to me, Wally. Give yourself up. Go to the district attorney. Tell him all you know about Bailey's financial setup. Give him the records you took from Bailey's office. Listen, Wally. The district attorney will protect you. Play it smart, Wally. Get Vic Bailey before he gets... That guy, why can't he leave me alone? Why does he have to keep after me? Every night for a month, all he's done is... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry, Nora. I shouldn't have blown my top like that. No. When you shouldn't drink anymore. Please, Wally. Oh, okay. Cigarette? Uh, On the dresser. Wally, Clint Conroy's trying to help you. (laughs) Help me? Well, he is. And, darling, he's right. We can't go on hiding forever, living like this. Me in this room and you sneaking around town like a hunted animal, living Lord knows where. Oh, Wally, do you realize that tonight's the first time I've seen you in a week? I know. Well, what kind of a life is it Look, I couldn't come around because... Because why? Look, honey, I don't want to frighten you, but you're going to have to move out of here. Why, Wally? Well, I think the dame on the switchboard, a little blonde. The one they call Gladys? Yeah. I got a hunch she recognizes me from the picture in the paper the other day. Oh, Wally. I'm not sure. I may be wrong, but... <laughs> Did she see you come in tonight? No, she isn't working tonight. Nora, I have rented a room in a rooming house for you, up on 81st Street. Now we'll go... Wally, there. I can't stand it any longer. You've got to go to the district attorney. Give him Vic Bailey's records and tell him everything you can. Then go order a coffin? The police would protect you. For how long? The rest of my life? They'd have to because sooner or later Bailey'd get me. It might be a month or a year or five years, but he'd get me. He'd be in prison. Prisons don't stop guys like Bailey, Nora. Honey, can't you understand? Bailey isn't just one man. He's hundreds of men. Yeah, thousands of them. He's the syndicate. The syndicate. And even if I sent Bailey to prison, it'd get me because there are too many guys like me. Guys who talk. And the syndicate would have to make an example of me. Well, then send his books and records back to him and... That wouldn't do any good. It isn't just his books he's worried about. It's the guy who kept them. 
When the grand jury hung that subpoena on me, it was my death warrant as far as Bailey was concerned. <laughs> oh, Nora, honey, listen. We won't go on like this much longer. If I can just scrape together some money, we'll... We'll, we'll what? Go somewhere else and hide? And what happens when the baby comes? Baby? Yes, baby. Nora, you... I'm you... going to have a baby. Oh, why didn't you tell me? You've had other things on your mind. But, Nora, I... Oh, don't, Wally, please. Please don't. Leave me alone. I'm through. Nora. With you and with living like this. I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I do know this much. Our baby isn't going to be born behind closed shades in some hall bedroom with you there. You with your gun and your fear and... Get out, Wally. Nora. Get out right now and don't come back. I hope Prince had time to get home from his broadcast. He said he'd be here at 7, didn't he? Uh Uh-huh. Well, he'll probably be here then. You know, it's funny. Hmm? What's funny? About Clint Conroy wanting you to publish a collection of his columns and broadcasts. Well, what's funny about that? I don't know. You'd think a man with a radio broadcast five nights a week, a television program, a gossip column in newspapers all over the country wouldn't care about a book that'd sell only a few thousand copies. Uh, It'll sell more than a few thousand. I hope so. I know so. Look, Clint Conway's a big name and... Oh, here we are. I'll get the bell. And if his book isn't a bestseller, I'll certainly miss my guess. Sam! Jerry! Hello, Clint. Come in, come in. Here, let me take your coat, Sam. Thank you. I'll just throw mine here, Clint. Okay. Come on in the living room, huh? Now stir up some Manhattans, okay? Oh, fine. <laughs> we heard your broadcast tonight, Clint. Mm-hmm. And you're certainly giving this Wally Clark a ride. What's the story there? Story on Clark? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a young guy, a bookkeeper, fairly legitimate, worked for a small outfit called Mammoth Enterprises Incorporated. Dummy outfit that uh, Victor Bailey set up to cover his personal take from the rackets. Here you are, Pam. Thank you. Jerry? Thanks. Well, uh, about a month ago, the district attorney slapped a subpoena on Clark ordering him to appear before the grand jury with Bailey's records. Clark took a powder. The rumor has it Bailey figured Clark would melt and run down in his shoes when he went before the grand jury, so we ordered him eliminated. Killed? Dead. But uh, Clark was a jump ahead of Bailey. He and his wife disappeared. Let's forget about this and have another, huh? Oh, excuse me. Hello? Clint Conroy? Yeah? Wally Clark. Clark? Listen, Conroy, I want to... Hold it. Okay, Clark. Look, I got a proposition for you, Conroy. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give myself up to you. Go on. I'll tell you everything I know about Bailey. Let you take a look at the books I have, the works. What about the district attorney? I'll talk to him any time you say, after I get $5,000. 5000 Cash. The story I can give you is worth twice as much. Ah, well, uh, I'll have to think it over. Okay, take an hour. Where can I call you? You can't. But I'll if... call you. Clark. In one hour. Yeah, okay. 
I'll tell him. Well? Bert Noonan. Well? Says Clark stayed in a flop joint in Canal Street last Saturday night. And? Left a dirty shirt and hasn't been back since. Uh, You're belting that bottle pretty hard, Vic. Why don't you mind your own business, Largo? You're getting the jumps, Vic. You shut up. Drinking, smashing glasses in the fireplace, yelling. Shut up, Largo. I brought you here to do a job, not to... I'll answer it. Sure. Hi. I'm, uh... I'm Gladys Myers. So? Uh, Where's, uh... Mr. Bailey in? Who is it, Dave? Something wearing a skirt. (laughs) What do you want, lady? I want to see Mr. Bailey. What about? Wally Clark. Wally Cook? Come in. Thanks. In here. Thanks. Hi. What does she want? She mentioned Wally Clark. Who is she? Oh, my name's Gladys. Gladys Myers. What about Wally Clark? Well, you're looking for him, ain't you? And what if he is? Well, I... I, I can tell you where you can find him. Hmm. Uh, at least where you can find his wife. Where? <laughs> uh, well? Well... Worth anything to you? Maybe. Talk. Say maybe uh, $500? Talk. Well, is it or ain't it? Tell me what you know and I'll see. Who are you? Well, if I tell you that, you'll know where Mrs. Clark is. So? Who are you? Oh, $500 ain't nothing to a man like you, Mr. Bailey. Quit stalling. Oh, when, when, when I, I see some money... Listen, you stupid little tramp. If you know something, you spill it. Oh, talk. Oh, Take it easy, Vic. I'll handle this. No, you little... Let go of me! Oh. <laughs> You've got no right here. Ow! Now, where's Clark's wife? <laughs> talk? <laughs> you hear me? I'll talk to you. All right. Funny I go to hell. Chelsea Square. Okay. Now, you heard her, Largo. Yeah. Well, get going. What about her? Give her ten bucks and throw her out of here. I hate stool pigeons. Don't you think one section of your book should include the columns and broadcasts you did from Korea, Clint? Hey, Clint. Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry, Jerry. I... Is something wrong, Clint? Wrong? Well, you keep looking at your watch as though it were a time bomb that was going to explode any minute. Well, in a way, it is. What do you mean? Well, look, I need some help. You remember the phone call I got just after you two arrived? Yeah. What about it? It was Wally Clark. Wally Clark? You mean that... Yeah, yeah, he's willing to give himself up. Oh, golly. To me. You? Well, why not the district attorney? Because the district attorney won't pay him $5,000. For what? For his story. For the first look at Vic Bailey's books. After that, he'll go to the D.A. What did you tell him? I stalled. But I'm going to go for the deal. An exclusive on the story Clark can tell is worth 5000 But look... I need your help. How? Ever since I started this campaign to have Clark give himself up, Vic Bailey's had me followed. Now, Clark will be calling back any minute. He'll tell me where to meet him. 
Maybe I could shake whoever's been following me. Maybe not. So, uh, I want you two to meet him for me and take him to your place. How about it, huh? I don't like it. Well, I think it'd be safe, Jerry. Well, safe enough, maybe, but... Well, the first person Clark should talk to is the district attorney. But he won't talk to the DA first, Jerry. He wants money. And if he doesn't sell his story to me, he'll sell it to some other newsman. That's right, Jerry. That's Clark. Jerry? Clint, I... Look, look. If I call this friend of yours on the force, this, uh... Bill Wagon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I have him at your apartment while I talk to Clark, would you help me out then? Darling, let's do it. Jerry, I've got to answer that phone. Okay, Clint. Answer it. We'll meet Clark. Shed where they were, we were told to park. You wait here. Keep the motor running. All right, darling. Oh, but be careful. Yeah. North. Yes. No, don't turn around. Don't move. I don't have a gun, Clark. Okay. Who's that in your car? My wife. Clint Conroy told you she'd be with me. I'm just checking. All right, let's go. I'll ride him back. You drive, Pam. All right. Turn the car around, Mrs. North, and go back uptown. Uptown? Our place is down in the village. We're making a stop before we go to your place. A stop where? In Chelsea Square, Pontiac Hotel. Pick up my wife. All right, this way. What's your wife got to do with this, Clark? Everything. What does that mean? Here. I'm doing this for her. She gets the money and protection from Vic Bailey. Well, there's no deal. All right. She isn't here. She must be. Nora! Well, the door's unlocked. Nora! Nora, where are you? She isn't here. And look at this room. It looks as if there's been a Bailey. fire. What? Vic Bailey's got her. What would he want with your wife? He's going to use her to smoke me out. In that case, this has gone far enough. I was a fool to listen to Clint Conroy in the first place. Hey, who are you calling? The police. Put that telephone down. Jerry! Now, just a minute. Put it I'll down or I'll use this gun on you. I mean it. Do as he says, Jerry. Okay. Get over there. Don't move, either of you. Who are you calling? Vic Bailey. Hello. Hello, Bailey. Well, well. Wally. I had a feeling I'd be hearing from you. Okay, Bailey, let's cut the talk. You win. <laughs> Where's Nora? Where are you? I'll meet you anywhere you say. And my books, Wally. Where are they? You'll get them, Bailey, after you've let Nora go. 
But if you've heard her, I swear to hell. Relax, I'm... Wally. Where should I meet you? You know my place in Scarsdale? Yeah? Be there in an hour, Wally. Okay. You should have let us call the police. If Victor Bailey's holding your wife in his house here in Scarsdale, the police... He didn't say Nora was there. Well, then, how do you know she's all right? You can't trust a man like Bailey. I don't. That's why you two are along. You're going to keep Bailey honest. What do you mean? Turn here, Nora. Keep going, but turn off your lights. I'll tell you how you're going to keep Bailey honest. You're going into the house first, North. You're going to make sure there's no one there except Bailey and Nora. And if there is? Now, pull up here under that tree. If there is, they get out. They leave by the front door so I can see them go. Then I go in with the records and you bring Nora out. What about you? I'll stay there with Bailey until I know Nora's safe. Then Bailey can have his books and I'll leave. Oh, listen to me, Clark. Let me call the police. Bailey wants you almost as badly as he does those records of his. I know that. So how do you know some of his gunmen won't be waiting for you outside when you try to leave? I don't. They'll kill you. That's my worry. Now get going, North. Oh, Clark. Get going. And, North. Well? Don't try any tricks to get the police here. I'm protecting my wife. You protect yours. <laughs> Where's Mrs. Clark? In here. Arresting. There. What's the matter with you? Not a thing. I smell chloroform. Do you? She's been chloroformed, hasn't she? Has she? Come on. Well, you've looked over the whole house north except for a broom closet or two. Are you satisfied? No. But Wally Clark will be when your friends leave. Okay, Largo. Smiley. Blow. What a sap you're letting Clark play you for. Beat it. I know what I'm doing. Look, how do you know the cops ain't waiting outside? Beat to... it. Okay, sucker. Come on, Smiley. All right. All right, North, get Wally Clark in here. Raise the shade on the front window. Sure. You're going in and try to wake Mrs. Clark. Just one thing, North. You're probably figuring on going to the police after you get Mrs. Clark out of here. That's right. Won't do you any good. Kidnapping is a pretty serious offense, Bailey. Kidnapping? Who's been kidnapped? Mrs. Clark? She isn't going to complain. We'll see. Yeah, sure, North. Okay, we will see. We'll see. Ah, hello, Wally. Get inside, Mr. North. Jerry, where's my husband? And getting Mrs. Clark. You don't need the gun, Wally. All I want is my records. I'll put them on this table when Mr. and Mrs. North get Nora out of here. Mr. Clark, don't give him those books. Shut up. You don't have to. You've got the gun. We could take the books and your wife. Maybe you ought to listen to her, Wally, in a way she's making sense. Oh, sure, sure. We all walk out of here and let Dave Largo and Smiley chop us down. You saw Dave and Smiley drive away, didn't you? They drove away, and they could have driven right back. Oh, no, Bailey. I'm not being suckered like that. I stay here with this gun on you till I know Nora's safe. North! Yeah? Hurry it up. Come on. I'm coming. Jerry, where's Mrs. Clark? Still in the bedroom. Well, get her out here. It's no use. No use? Why not? You were right, Bailey. Mrs. Clark isn't going to complain. She can't. She's dead. (laughs) 
dead. Oh, no. Nora. Sorry, Clark. Nora. Don't go in there, Clark. How did she die? Bailey's friends must have used too much chloroform. You're crazy, North. Am I? She isn't dead. She can't be. Go see for yourself. I will. Stay where you are, Vic. <gasps> Look out. Stay right where you are. No, no, no. Just a minute, Wally. Take it easy. I'm going to kill you, Vic. No. Don't be a fool. Jerry, watch out. If you want to kill Bailey, you're going to have to shoot me first. Get away from him, Mr. North. Uh, Jerry, darling, Get don't. away from him. You played it square with me. I don't want to hurt you. All right, then give me that gun. No, I warned Bailey. Listen to if me, he Clark. hurt Nora, I... Listen. Look, Wally, give me a break, will you? I didn't hurt her. It was Largo. It's Largo's fault. Be quiet, him. Bailey. Look, Clark. All you'll get out of killing Bailey will be the electric chair. And the pleasure of watching him die. Listen, now, put down that gun. Let me call the police. Let Bailey be the one to go to the chair. I'm telling you for the last time, North, get out of the way. Clark, in the name of... Ow! Oh, what? Gunshot! Came from outside. Yeah, Wally. And look. Uh, what? At this. Oh. All right, get his gun, Pam. Get it. I got it. Give it to me. Here. Now, get over there and sit down, Bailey. Hurry up. Move. All right, all right. All right, turn off the lights, Pam. Okay, Donahue. Donahue, bring him over here. Jerry, that sounds like... Jerry, it is. Bill Widen. Come on. Look. A police car. Bill. Pam, Jerry, are you all right? Yeah. Where the devil did you come from? What was all that shooting out there? Now, one question at a time. Let's get inside. Clint Conroy and Sergeant Donahue and I followed you from the Pontiac Hotel. Oh, Clint's here, too? Yeah. Well, hello, Bailey. Who are you? Lieutenant Wigan, homicide. Oh, there's Wally Clark, Bill. Well, what happened to him? Oh, I slugged him to get his gun away from him. What was that shooting about, Bill? We saw a couple of Bailey's men moving in on the house, Dave Largo and another guy, and they tried to make a break for it when we stopped them. But how did you get here? How did you know we were at the Pontiac Hotel? A woman named Gladys Myers, the switchboard operator at the Pontiac, called Conroy and told him Mrs. Clark was there, and we'd better get her before Vic Bailey did. Well, we got there just as you and Pam drove off in your car with Clark, and we followed you. We waited outside until we saw Largo, and then we... Wow. Who's that? Oh, Mrs. Clark. Come on. Mrs. Clark? Yeah. But you said she was dead. What? He did, Bill. Well, here she is. Oh, Wally. Jerry North, why did you say she was dead? Well, I figured it was the only way to keep Wally Clark from turning those books and records over to Vic Bailey. But what if those shots from outside hadn't distracted Wally Clark so you could get his revolver away from him? What would you have done? Well, I would have... Uh... Well? Yeah, come to think of it... What would I have done? Hello? Hello, Miss Pennington? Yeah, Mr. North. Uh, look, Miss Pennington, uh, I won't be in to work today. No, no, I'm, uh, I'm going to stay home and do nothing but relax. My appointments? Well, cancel them. Oh, uh, and, and I don't want to uh, take any calls here at home, understand? I'm going to do absolutely nothing but relax. Jerry? Yes, dear? Who are you talking to on the telephone? The office. I called Miss Pennington and told her that I was going to... Oh, I'll answer it. Hello? Oh, hello, Sylvia. What? Today? Oh, I'd love to, Sylvia, but I simply couldn't. I have a million things to do today. Jerry and I are having a dinner party tonight, and I have to go to the butcher, the grocer, the florist, cook, clean house from top to bottom, and what? <clears throat> Don't I have anyone to help? Gollies, I wish I did, but I haven't. All right, Sylvia, some other time. Goodbye. Sylvia Blaine wanted me to have lunch with her. I'm sorry, dear, what were you saying? Saying? Oh, you started to say you called the office to tell Miss Pennington that you were going to something. Going to... Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I, I uh, called to say I was going to, uh, well, uh, be a few minutes late getting to work, but uh, that I'd be there. That I'd very definitely be there. 
and Jerry are sure to have more exciting adventures next week. Listen in, won't you? There's always mystery well sprinkled with humor on Mr. and Mrs. North. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.